hosts, Shelby and Matt. Yes. Back again for another week of quarantine podcasting. This has truly <laughs> gone on so much longer than I yeah. ever thought it would or could. <laughs> and now there's like flare ups that I'm reading yes. about. Yeah. It's yeah. Houston's becoming a worse hot zone than New York, I think. So <laughs> we'll be on the other end of the pendulum swing, I think. But are things still opening there? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> No one's wearing masks. Social distancing is very loose and um, pretty much everything is can be open and is technically open. Um, yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't know, man. As a society, have we just like given up? Is that what's yes, happening? It's where everyone's that. just like, you know what? We've done this for three months now. Just that's you know, literally what I whoever's going to die is going to die. Yeah. <laughs> but I refuse to wear a face mask to this Arby's. Yeah, exactly. We've gone full Vanessa Hudgens. Like we're just all on board with that. Yeah. You know, I was I was on board with her and then I was off board with her. But I, you know, give me enough time. <laughs> I, I could circle back around. Yeah. No, it's it's truly wild. But I feel like um, as people have sort of you know, given up. It's given us more content with uh, celebrity missteps and uh, <laughs> pop news. So, oh yes. you know, silver linings all around. But before we get to that, we have a review. Oh. You know, reading these names is always, uh, <laughs> it's always like a what is happening here. Uh, Jay, Jay, Jay Kassiv. J Cass IV, who knows, says five stars, loving the banter. You guys are so different from one another, and the banter truly cracks me up. My boyfriend and I have been listening th- through past episodes all throughout quarantine. You guys have sparked so many wild conversations in our house over the past few months. Keep them coming. Thanks for lightening up a dark time for us all. You are putting good out in a time when we need it. Oh my gosh, wow. so sweet. <laughs> we are doing the Lord's work, let me tell you. The bare minimum, honestly. Yeah. The bare, and some would say not even meeting the minimum, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really want to know what con- um, what uh, conversations we've sparked, like what wild conversations. Yeah. You know, like, what are our most triggering moments on this podcast? I don't even, I don't even know. Maybe they're big. Maybe one of them's a big, uh, the wrong Missy fan, and the mm, other one is yeah. not, and it's really <laughs> just throwing them trouble. down a spiral. Yeah, I when my little sister was in town, we watched Ready or Not, and um, I, I think oh, you're a great with film. It. You ranked it yes. higher than Parasite, and yes. um, <laughs> a better than Parasite, a well-established yeah. fact. Yeah, so. We liked it. Like, she liked it. But she's like, yeah, I don't understand how Matt could think that was better than XYZ. And so that has been an ongoing wild conversation starter for me. So I thank you for that, for that wildly hot take. You know, everybody has, has, has a hot take. And (laughs) that just happened to be one of mine. Yeah. Yes. Um. Well, if you want to leave us a review, you can do that on Apple Podcasts. It'd be great of you. We'll read it on the air. Also, you can follow us on social media. We're at PSU Wrong uh, at, on Instagram, on Twitter, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, doing mm-hmm. things over there. 
Anything yeah, else? You know, I was looking at our Apple podcast reviews and they're all mm-hmm. so nice and we do still have five out of five. So, <laughs> hey, but I see that we did also get a three star review and I really want to know why. <laughs> oh, and they I didn't leave. Know. They just. No, no. It was just the star rating. So someone <sighs> looked us up, gave us three stars. So not like a total fail, but didn't give us like. A reason. <laughs> it's gonna keep me up at night, honestly. I feel like it's probably someone from your past. <laughs> Why? You my know, past? I feel like because well, I, I just feel like you have takes. Uh, yeah, but I feel like you have you know bad blood with people. I feel like it could <laughs> okay. easily be someone from like I know you know. I think you know, given our last episode where you admitted to admiring the dictator, one of us is more likely to have enemies in this <laughs> world, and I don't think it's me. I mean. Everybody loves, you know. <laughs> he was very popular at the time of the book, yeah. right? Of the uh, of the book, he, he got worse later. Yeah, uh, he was kind of popular. <laughs> Anyways, tell me something I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, this is like breaking news that must be discussed. Uh, the Oscars have put out some new rules. First oh. of which is that. There are definitely going to be 10 Best Picture nominees going forward, which they are claiming is going to help them get like more diversity in the nominees. Because instead of, you know, eight Best Picture nominations, well, maybe if we add a couple more, then there'll be some more interesting Wait, movies, I which it has been 10 possible. Well, it's been 10 possible. It's so I oh. I was looking into this. I guess when they expanded the category back in 2009, mm-hmm. they moved it from 5 to 10. And then I think starting in 2010, they put it on this sliding schedule scale where it could be anywhere between 6 to 10 based on how many uh <laughs> like what the votes were. It was very confusing. So, like, last year it was nine. The year before it was eight. But I guess it could technically have been less or it could have been ten. Um, but now it's just automatically going to be ten. So I was looking back at, like, some of the uh, things that maybe were, like, on the bubble. And I feel like last year, if they had had ten nominees, we would have either gotten Bombshell or The Two Popes, probably, <laughs> as the Best Picture nominee. So, you know, I don't know how well this is going to work. <laughs> But also, like, maybe something like if Beale Street Good Talk would could have gotten yeah. a nomination or maybe something like Coco, you know, that is an animated movie could have snuck in there. But, yeah, that's their that's one of their plans. But the bigger news, which was just announced today, is that they are pushing back the Oscar date for this upcoming year. Oh. So the Oscars, instead of being at the end of February, will be at the end of April. Oh. Um which I was like, oh, sure, fine, whatever. But then I realized upon reading this article that the where usually the submission window is for movies that come out like in a calendar year. This year, it's all of 2020 and then also January and February of 2021, <laughs> which really like, I guess, gives extra time for movies, uh-huh. you know, this year but it's confusing because then next year there'll be a shorter window like i don't and then it just throws everything off because now like when usually oh if a movie comes out around christmas time that's like kind of the last burst where now 
there are there going to be movies scrambling to get these spots in like late February? And also, yeah, who is like going to the movies then? Yeah. yeah. Does that mean that March next year is where it, everything gets dumped? Like, there's just <laughs> so many questions here. Wait, I hate that. I hadn't read anything about that. That's very upsetting to me for some reason. I guess it, I like get why they're doing it, but also I don't because it'll just it just has this ripple effect that will that will change like generations you know like no longer will bad movies come out in january it's it's like what are we when does it end matt well i think it's only for a year so that's the confusing thing (sighs) is that it just shortens next year's window like what's 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 the weird part is that Every movie would have been like is eligible for an Oscars anyways. So it sort of Mm -hmm. is like, well, why would you like why change the window when those movies that came out next January through February could have just qualified for the following year's Oscars? You know, it's like you're not really because short memory, you know, we don't remember movies that long. I guess that's why Get Out was paid dust. Um, That's very interesting. I don't. Obviously, they have insider knowledge on like studios attempts or something to get movies scheduled for later. I don't know. That just seems like unnecessary almost because movies, if movie theaters can open up in the next four months or whatever, then they're just going to be like wham, bam, like here's 27 Oscar contenders. So you'll still get the same movies. I feel like it's not like Tenet is suddenly going to be like, you know what? We're going to do a February release. Like, I just, I don't know what they're aiming for there. They were saying that there are movies that, you know, will have like, that they wouldn't be done in time, that they were originally scheduled to come out, you know, November, December, but now they won't be done. So they're going to push them back. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, okay, well, that happens every year to movies anyways. And then they just move into the next year. Yeah, And I also was getting very excited for this year's Oscars having to choose between a bunch of weird, random crap. Like, I was very into that. Yeah, it would have been a momentous occasion to, like, watch the Invisible Man duke it out with the five bloods, you know? Yes. That could have been And now we're going to have to wait for, you know, West Side Story with Ansel (laughs) Elgert to come out February 26th. Yeah. Have you seen that meme that was basically like Cats trailer released and then everything in the world just goes to total crap? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't, but that does make sense. (laughs) I think we found the source of the 2020 drama and and it started with Cats the musical. So I think going forward, we should stop any musical that doesn't seem valuable, such as West Side Story. So I'm going to start a petition on change.org. Is this a situation where it's like you have to go back, where <laughs> the only way to stop this is to bring cats back into yeah, theaters? Release the butthole cut. Yeah. Yes, release the but the cat's butthole cut. Which, for yeah. those of you unaware, there was a version <laughs> of cats where they put like CGI buttholes on the cats, like yeah, the people dressed up as cats. Correct. Yeah. Yes, and then they were like this is stupid. No, we're getting rid of the buttholes. But somewhere out there in some <laughs> film studio, there is a digital version of the cat's butthole cut. Yeah. That's what HBO Max 
coming to you next next year. <laughs> I mean, we can only hope, honestly. Yeah. I'd watch it again. Yeah, of course. I mean, you've seen it multiple times, but... I mean, twice. So <laughs> let's not get, you know, too carried away. But yes, I would yeah. watch it gladly a third time for the buttholes. <laughs> well, important news on the uh, TV front. Um, the Bachelor announced its Bachelor for this upcoming oh yes filming in like the fall Mm -hmm. it premieres in january and obviously they've been getting a lot of flack especially with the black lives matter movement and people being like you guys have only had one black lead in your 40 you know season (laughs) history and you continue to mistreat like black cast members who are kind of I mean, just, they're not great. It's not a great, diverse show. Like, let's just be honest. And so there was sort of this random, like, totally just laid back, like, unexpected Bachelor announcement. Like, no one was anticipating this. It was barely hyped. And then it was just sort of like, oh, Matt James is your new Bachelor. And Matt James is a unique figure because he's not from Bachelor Nation. Usually they pick their leads from the uh, previous season. So we should have gotten a lead from Claire's season, which would have been airing and we would have been like, oh, this guy's great. And then he would have been announced. But since Claire's season didn't happen because of COVID, it was sort of like, are they going to go back to past seasons and pick a star, blah, blah, blah. Wait, so is she just not... So that season's just like not never happening. It's postponed. So they said that they're definitely doing Claire, but it will just be next spring or next summer. So so it will film after The Bachelor airs. We just aren't getting a Bachelorette this year. So oh. which is weird too because it throws it off because usually you get the Bachelorette from the cast of The Bachelor, yeah, but why, they're just skipping over it. Wh- like why would you why wouldn't they just have her season be the next season? Oh, because unlike the Oscars, they respect tradition. And <laughs> the Bachelor always happens in the fall and the Bachelor always happens in the spring. So, mm. like, they can't flip it. You know, that just doesn't make sense. Okay, this is how it's been done. But anyways, the bigger news is obviously Matt James. He is a black man who has not been in the uh, in the franchise in any real way except that he happens to be best friends with tyler cameron who is a fan favorite from hannah brown season and who briefly dated Gigi hadid so probably one of the more popular guys and matt james has always been sort of he's co-workers with him they run this like sort of uh found i don't know it's just some sort of but (laughs) where like was he on the show with him no no like during a hometown visit or something no no so he's only connected via like instagram okay gotcha yeah and so people were excited because one he's a very attractive man tyler cameron is so nice so if you follow tyler cameron you know how nice matt james is and so people are like this is fun and the bachelor used to pull randoms off the street to do (laughs) the lead anyways like way back when um that's they never pulled from old cast members so it's sort of a return to that but there was sort of this weird like I don't know. You kind of felt a little dirty about it because it's like, oh, look, you guys were complaining about our diversity. And now here's the first black guy we could find. And um, let's just announce it really fast. And hopefully these petitions and these these hashtags will stop and everyone will just leave us alone. 
And so it's like a it's like a great right move, but I think some people were a little bit like it's a little performative and conveniently timed. And when they announced it, the producers were very quick to say like, "Oh, this isn't in response to anything. We'd been planning this for months. No. Like this had <sighs> always been planned. Like like we knew we wanted him." Oh yeah, cuz that was the other wrinkle is he was technically cast to be on Claire's season. Like they had invited him to be on The Bachelorette as one of the contestants. And since that got derailed, he also was sort of like, I'm not sure I'll have. Anyway, so there was like room to believe that they had picked him to be on Claire's season, knowing that Claire wouldn't pick him, but that they'd have this nice black man to to use as their next, you know, uh, and they bachelor. had nobody else from the past <laughs> who was like a viable candidate for this because they just mistreated everyone so yeah. badly. Well, I mean, everyone thought there was one guy who was on, I think a few seasons ago and he's done the bachelor in paradise a couple of times. Mike Johnson. He's very, very cool, very hip, very attractive and fun. And he would have been a great pick, you know, four years ago. But I think, I think the general, consensus for whatever reason they didn't choose him when he was relevant and now it's sort of like well he's been on the show like four times so like yeah if he hasn't found love now and then other than that yeah it's a really (laughs) really rough to find people of color who last in this show and that was a huge problem with the diversity is like it's not only that you aren't casting leads it's that you aren't uh casting you're not filling the cast with diverse people and then also there's been complaints where like on Rachel's season they cast like a known racist just for the drama of it and like (laughs) that feels dirty and then there were also just some yeah it's not a great (laughs) show right but they have since made a statement that was like we recognize that we haven't done well and we're working to make uh, real change and we'll have a list of like all these things that we're going to do different to promote diversity behind the camera, in front of the camera and with future casts. And so I think they realized that the Matt James announcement wasn't like enough and they're trying to clean up house now. So we'll see if it actually well, I the, mean, makes a difference. <laughs> the issue is just that you have all of these companies who were not really doing anything for the longest time on this front. And just because of the general complacency of America, nobody was really, I mean, people were like calling them out on Twitter, but they weren't compelled to actually do anything. Yeah. And then now that everything is sort of moving in a much faster and more meaningful way, you have all of these different companies who have not done anything and all of these people who are like, look, we've asked you for this mm-hmm. dozens and dozens of times for years and you've done nothing. And so now they're frantically trying to like put something together. Like, I don't know if you saw uh, this story, but uh, you know, June is pride month as well. And so Nickelodeon <laughs> was putting together sort of like a pride Twitter post and they oh. wrote celebrating pride with the LGBTQ plus community and their allies this month and every month. And then were, and then had like pictures of the characters from 
Nickelodeon shows who fit into the LGBT movement, which they have only literally two of. So it was two characters who are like established that way. And then also SpongeBob in a like sort of rainbow tinted, uh, like lens and so then so then people were like wait are they saying that spongebob is gay are they saying that he's an ally like are they just putting him on here because he's like nickelodeon's most famous character like very hazy and then as far as i'm concerned there this has not been resolved so now people are like (laughs) wait what is going on and like why did spongebob just come out (laughs) yeah we don't know so possibly i mean like on one hand that sort of makes sense but on the other hand it's like well but like why now and why in this sort of like weird twitter post way (laughs) you know like if you wanted to do this you could easily have like a meaningful episode about it but no so (laughs) i don't know yeah these brands need to get their act together honestly it's just like, yeah, it's just kind of like they need to look diverse, but when they don't have, they're just filling the holes with something. I mean, it's it's embarrassing. I actually, it's sort of like, um, I think this happened, this was first announced last week, but Lady Antebellum is a, a country music group that has been around for, I think, oh. at least a decade. Yes, and, I know who they are. Could not name a song, yeah. but yes. <laughs> yeah. So just your cl- classic country group. They're named Lady Antebellum. People raised eyebrows at the name when it came out. But, you know, different times. No one cared that much. Oh, yes. Because, yes. Yes. <laughs> the pre-war. Yeah, mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. People forgot racism was a thing for a few years there and just thought, oh, that's cute. Um, But so this last week in the fervor of Black Lives Matter, they decided to change their name because they're like, wow, our white privilege. Like we realized we didn't think about the racial significance of the antebellum period in the South and like what that means for black people. And honestly, we just named ourselves after the house style where we had our first band photo shoot. And it's like, well, try harder next time. (laughs) But they decided to name themselves Lady A. And they make this big announcement about it and are like, we stand with our, you know, our black brothers and sisters and like, blah, 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 like feel good. Like, aren't we great people? Sorry and apologies. But in an (laughs) added twist, there's already a musician who goes by Lady A, who's been around longer than them, who is a black woman who, you know, sings blues and has put out multiple albums and has always been Lady A. I don't think she's like world famous by any means. And I could totally believe that this white country group had never heard of her. But Mm -hmm. Lady A, the, the original, made a statement that was sort of like, because I think New York Times or something reached out to her when they Googled like Lady A and realized there was. Oh, yeah, Lady I'm a. sure. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, like you did a cursory Google and they couldn't do the same. And it just shows that this was like performative. They don't really care. And now what am I supposed to do? Like with this big, powerful band like is trying to use. Right. That I've worked so hard to like differentiate myself. And so it's sort of a messy plot twist. And la- and Lady a antebellum hasn't made a statement about it and i hope they obviously won't do any sort of cease and desist or lay copyright or whatever it is that some bigger bands do but right. it's just as a an unfortunate uh uh 
issue in their you know feel good <laughs> black lives matter choice yeah yes these choices are truly like not thought out that well <laughs> and then like also lady a i mean what does the a stand for <laughs> yeah. antebell you know it's like okay yeah. this isn't you're not moving that far away from where you were to begin with but then also at the same time like i i am fairly certain that that is a word that has been used for other periods so i mean like yes it's negative but also it, i don't it's yeah the whole situation just feels weird <laughs> and not well yeah. thought out I mean, I think antebellum is just the only time I've heard about it is antebellum South with like the pre Civil War that like you know golden age of petticoats and pretty girls and gone with the wind. But it's a Latin stuff phrase, at least. Oh, so so fancy. <laughs> as someone who took three years, you know, of, of Latin in high school, I'm here up to here yeah. to inform you all. So I mean. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, your, it def- your like, team keep Lady Antebellum. Well, I mean, if <laughs> look, I'm team either keep that or come up with something completely new. Right. Don't like try to hide it, but not really. And yeah. then in the meantime, steal somebody else's band name. Yeah, that's a, probably a good place to be. So we'll see how their journey shakes out. But I probably won't huh. be listening because I just am not a huge fan of country. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Didn't care Easy to listen to, to begin with. Probably won't <laughs> yeah. uh, for a while. Um, speaking of weird uh, names, there was an article that came out, I think, in the Wall Street Journal that was talking about Quibi um, and <laughs> just how Quibi is like losing so much money and how mm. they need a certain amount of like paying subscribers and they don't even have like nearly half of that. And so they just have they're having to like lay off people and rework their budget and figure out how they're going to pay for all this stuff just because they don't have anything. But at the bottom of the article, it was talking, they were talking with one of the founders, and they said that originally the name before Quibi was going to be Omakase, which is like a <laughs> sushi term. Um, uh-huh. And that then people were like, yeah, maybe that's like not culturally sensitive. So then they, uh, so then they were like, okay, we, we had to like get in a brand team to come in and try to figure <laughs> out what else we should cover. We should be. And then they ended up with Quibi. But I was like, yeah, you know, sometimes yeah. these people are just <laughs> not great at like coming up with things that everyone else is like, that could be problematic. <laughs> at least they caught themselves, I guess. I guess it just it just didn't work on so many. You can't have such a long name for something that's like, well, bite size, you know, it was it was reminding me of the kimono uh, situation all over again. (laughs) Yeah. Learn your lesson, people. Have you been watching Quibi or did you abandon ship with you? You know, I have not really been watching. (laughs) And I think now my window is like maybe nearing its end. The issue was that I thought, I mean, they they had so little information about it when it came out, but I assumed that these like series that they had when it launched would be things that would go on for a long time, you know, where you would watch it like, you know, month after month and it would still be going. But really, they were all only like 12 or 15 episodes, which... In the grand scheme, was like an hour and a half. So you're yeah. basically just watching a movie that's broken up into 15 pieces. And once mm-hmm. I sort of realized that that's how this was working, I was like, "Oh, 
well, these aren't even that good. And like, I'll just, <laughs> I'll just watch a normal movie. Like I, there was nothing for me. Yeah. Wow. What a journey. Mm-hmm. Quibi. I, I hear they blame COVID too. So maybe in an oh, yes. reality, they've been hugely successful. I know. They were like, oh, this would have done very well if people were still <laughs> yeah. like commuting and whatnot. But it's exactly. just them being at home that's killed it. Sure, Jan. Poor Quibi. <laughs> uh, do you have a love it or hate it? Um, yes. Uh, love it. A surprise for me. Queer Eye season five, I think, came out on Netflix. Um, I don't think you watch it, which is unfortunate, but I absolutely love Queer Eye. And it is just a balm in these troubled times. I I feel like I just it's like a mini therapy session where you can just not forget the woes of the world, but remember that there are good people who are trying to do good things and are, you know, worthy of love and are giving love. And so the queer Queer Eye guys, the Fab Five are amazing and their heroes this season is what they call their like leads are all like so interesting and there were just a lot of really touching episodes and just a wide range of people and experiences and it was just and different cultures and stories and I just loved it and it's just you know, I think we both know how easy it is to be very cynical and uh, pessimistic, maybe. But Queer Eye just like gives me a little bit, a little bit of my humanity back. You know, I'm just like, oh, I believe in people now. I mean, people love that show, yeah. uh, and people love the cast. It's just a little too like, and we're all gonna cry together for me. Um, <laughs> But you but know, it's to it's each their to own. Cry together, Matt. Like, well, yes, but mm, it, not it something you know that I'm doing for you. It might be <laughs> exactly what the doctor ordered. You know. I also feel like I watched maybe one too many episodes of Extreme Home Makeover growing up, <laughs> and I, you know, it's just that like <laughs> format of like this going in and better. fixing somebody is yeah. just yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've seen a lot of the iterations of it and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, I think right. I think I'm think I'm good. Of course. But I'm glad that you are finding it Thank helpful. You. Yeah, I mean I already binge watched all ten episodes. Um I mean over the course of the week, so it was reasonably time. Oh I yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and they're just delightful and it's fun to like see them on social media and see if they've like been able to keep up with all those positive changes in their lives. And then, and then Tan from the fab five just became a U.S. citizen. And I'm like so happy for him. And he's like now officially a national treasure along with JVN. So it was a good, a good season, you know, a good year for them. Is he British before? Is that? Yeah. Well, I don't remember his nationality because there's, I don't remember. Because <laughs> he but has he's been in the U.S. for like a decade. Okay. Okay. Interesting. He's, he actually lives in Utah, so. Oh. Fun fact. Yeah. I mean, you don't live there anymore, so. I know, you know it's... but it's like <laughs> two degrees away, you know. Mm-hmm. Like maybe, maybe maybe they'll pick you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. As a I hero. Yeah. <laughs> I would I would welcome it. I have a I don't know if this is it's definitely not a hate it. It's also not a love it. It's sort of like a, oh okay. But I uh, I watched Scoob, this new Scooby Doo movie. 
which, you know, oh, we had yes. been toying with covering on the podcast at yes. some point, and I believe picked the wrong Missy instead. So, you know. Uh, yeah, Sophie's choice. Yes, truly. Um, And it was very fun. I would say if you like Scooby-Doo, it's a it's like a fun watch. It's a good like kids movie. It has some clever zingers in it. Um, <laughs> but overall, it's mostly just like an extended Scooby-Doo episode. So, you know, not not the best thing in the world, but also not the worst. But as I was watching it, I was thinking, you know, in this year's well, this was pre the new Oscar announcement. But I was like, this could be a animated nominee depending on <laughs> what we get coming out because we got limits <laughs> that's true you know i'm happy for mm-hmm. you happy you had that experience but yeah so it was fine if you have kids yeah. it's a good watch otherwise you can probably is it worth it. 20 dollars to rent um mm, probably <laughs> not <laughs> yeah Maybe one day it'll end up on, you know, it's actually, I forgot to really explore this, but Universal just released the King of Staten Island, um, which is the Judd Apatow, uh, Pete Davidson movie. And they had originally told, uh, drive-in movie theaters that they could show it and they booked all these screenings and like sold all these tickets and then suddenly universal just pulled out and was like this was a miscommunication we're not doing theaters like they're really they're really sticking to this like vod release plan unless theaters are willing to change their like you know financial agreements with them so (laughs) they're being a bully about it they probably whoever their like vod people are were like no you can't like, mm-hmm. you know, it like went against their contracts with them. I'm sure that somebody or another lost their job at Universal <laughs> yeah. who allowed this. <laughs> so messy. Um, but if you guys are looking for a love it or hate it this week, um, we just wanted to draw attention to a initiative to buy books by black authors this week. They're yes. trying to black out the bestseller list. Um you can read that hashtag or find it on Instagram or Twitter for more information. But basically the idea is to elevate black voices and buy from black authors, be it fiction, nonfiction, ebook, print, and uh, to do it this week to see if those voices can be elevated on the bestseller list. So I think Matt and I have both used this excuse to feed our book addiction. So oh, yes. <laughs> Truly. Some good options out there if you're looking for a new read. That's something uh, very easy to do and uh, also an educational moment for all of us. Mm -hmm. And and it's like very, uh, you know, being on the New York Times bestseller list is a huge deal for people. Mm -hmm. And once you are able to do that and, you know, then you can slap it next to your name, (laughs) New York Times bestselling author on every other book that you write for now to the end of time so to have these people uh you know even if they can only make it on there for this week it's a huge accomplishment for them and uh and will help them with their you know career going forward so it's very exciting Mm -hmm. so that's something fun i picked up a fiction book and a nonfiction, so fully rounded over here a lot of the nonfiction that was you know that has been put on a lot of these reading lists that have been going around on social media are all sold out already. So I was yes. like, okay, gotta, you know, look at 
some other fun <laughs> options just because there's so yes. many things that uh, people are buying up I because know. these publishers were clearly very unprepared with their <laughs> stocking. Yes, because they're racist. So hopefully they've learned a lesson. Uh, these books are now getting back in stock on, uh, I mean, I don't know how Amazon's doing. They were price gouging a lot of these, but you can always look yeah. on bookshop.com indiebound.com or find your local bookstores and a lot of them are still in stock there oh yeah for sure well we'll be back next or on thursday yes why am i confused we're always back (laughs) we'll be back on thursday to talk about the new uh spike lee movie da five bloods uh which is on netflix and was the number one netflix movie over the weekend so you know taking that the wrong missy slot right there <laughs> yeah. at number one and yeah. yeah we watched it and we'll be back to talk about that and it's oscar chances and all kinds of fun stuff on thursday so see you all then bye bye